The fact of the matter is that uh, Smer is the winner and we of course respect that, although we think it's bad news for the country and it will be even worse news if uh, Mr. Fiso forms a government. It is absolutely no shade on Slovakia to observe that its elections tend to come and go without prompting advanced conniptions throughout Europe and the wider Western sphere. But in the current context, when a European election is won by a party and a leader promising not to contribute a single further bullet to the defence of Ukraine and pitching for better relations with Russia, mild shudders are discernible from Kiev to Brussels to London to Washington DC and beyond. Much the more so when the country in question is a neighbour of Ukraine's. Slovakia held a general election on Saturday. The victors, after a fashion, were a party called Smer, who have meandered somewhat around Slovakia's political compass since the late 1990s, from Blairite centre-leftists to nostalgic socialists to paranoid nationalists. Smer won 42 seats, which leaves them a stretch short of the 76 required for a working majority in Slovakia's National Council. We will return shortly to Smear's prospects of assembling a governing coalition, but to understand Smear and the trepidation that presently attends them, it is necessary to understand Smear's founder and leader, Robert Fico. Fico is a well-known quantity, at least in Slovakia, where he has already had two cracks at being Prime Minister, from 2006 to 2010 and 2012 to 2018. His last term ended in resignation amid a crisis occasioned by the murder of Slovak investigative journalist Jan Kuciak and his fiancée, Martina Kushnerova. Kuciak had been investigating an Italian mafia clan which was alleged to have links to one of Fico's assistants. A little over a year ago, Fico himself narrowly escaped prison when Parliament just decided to uphold his MP's immunity from prosecution on organised crime charges. Are you normal, man? How dare you talk to a Member of Parliament like that? What crime have I committed? What crime have I committed? Explain to me. Born in 1964, Fico is of that generation of Eastern Europeans who were raised under communism. As a young man, indeed, he was a member of the Communist Party of Czechoslovakia and who then saw all the certainties of their upbringings dismantled during their early adulthood. Fico was first elected to Parliament in 1992 as a polished and plausible 20-something social democrat. I worked for three years in the communist regime. I remember how the country looked before 1989. I remember how the country looked uh, before our entry into the European Union. And uh, if someone asks me about uh, my position uh, towards the European Union, I will always answer, membership of Slovakia in the European Union so far has been very, very successful story. Very, very successful story. Listeners may by now have spotted parallels verging on the eerie with the trajectory of Hungary's Prime Minister Viktor Orban, another bright young beacon of an emergent early 1990s liberal Eastern Europe turned grouchy middle-aged 21st century reactionary populist, another Prime Minister of a member of the EU and NATO who spends much of his time railing against the EU and NATO, another leader of a former Soviet hostage nation turned bellicose Russia apologist. 
Unsurprisingly, Orban has enthusiastically welcomed Fizzo's victory in a way that most of the rest of Europe conspicuously has not. Among those being notably muted in their congratulations, incidentally, is Slovakia's own president, Zuzana Kapitova, who is presently pursuing a legal action against Fizzo after she and her family received death threats from people justifying themselves with Fizzo-esque conspiracy theories, largely fantastical presumptions about the sinister omnipotence of Hungarian-American philanthropist George Soros. Before assessing what impact a withdrawal of Slovakia's support for Ukraine may have, we need to look at Fico's chances of being in any position to withdraw it. His likeliest path to a parliamentary majority appears to be a coalition including Hlas, Social Democrats led by another former Prime Minister, Peter Pellegrini, and the Slovak National Party, a wretched sack of out-and-proud Putinist weirdos who gather beneath one of those emblems of an eagle clutching a crest, which always does so much to re assure the anxious. To entice both partners, Fizzo may have to give the impression that he is at once less and more cranky than he looks, which on past form is probably not beyond him. If Fizzo does manage to corral this crowd behind him, he will find himself in some position to insert a spanner into the works where the defence of Ukraine is concerned. Up until now, Slovakia has been commendably generous to its beleaguered neighbour. As a percentage of GDP, Slovakia has kicked in more than anybody bar Denmark, Norway and the three Baltic states. Slovakia has furnished Ukraine with, among much else, anti-tank missiles, air defence systems, generators, winter uniforms and its entire stable of 13 MiG-29 fighter jets. Slovakia has also, given its handy location, served as a logistical hub for the transport of equipment from elsewhere. The practicalities of all of which can doubtless be worked around. What will be more concerning in Western capitals, other than Budapest and Belgrade, is a perception that might take root in Moscow, that Europe's resolve is fracturing and might be fractured further. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Muller.